We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Now let's get to the news. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. It's the, uh, when we when we taped this, it was the 75th anniversary of setting off the first atomic bomb, and we, we found an old-timey uh, uh, news report of that. Nevada Desert in America is the scene of the latest atomic test. International observers come by invitation to join scientists, military, and civil defense authorities making a study of the test. A whole town of specially chosen types of buildings with dummies inside them has been erected to study survival chances in an atomic explosion. Called Doomtown, the buildings and their contents will test the effect of the bomb at distances ranging from one to two miles. The extent to which food will be contaminated by radioactivity will also be studied along with the effect of blast on communications. Fully protected cameras concealed inside and outside the buildings will take pictures of the blast scene. Okay, so uh, here, here's this is news to me. So I had always thought, Charles Lindbergh waves to his adoring fans. I always thought that it was like when you watch the old-timey uh, footage of uh, Babe Ruth or whatever. Right. You know how they're all herky-jerky and really fast? Yeah. That it was something to do with that that made the people sound that way. But our producer, Hanson, said, what do you got, Hanson, the grandfather or whoever, that, that sounds exactly like that. Talk like, still talks that way. Huh. Did people actually talk that way back in the day? Or maybe it was that uh, people were smaller physically, so it had higher voices. Well, and then why would you be so stilted? But before we get too, I believe we were conflating two different clips. He was referring that he has family members that still talk like uh, an 87 year old farmer that we found tape of being interviewed in 1929. Oh, okay. oh, I haven't heard this. So, okay. yeah, here's gotcha. this. You've seen many things happen, change in your day, Oh, yes, yes, yes. We live in a world of change. The trees are just the same as they were when I was a boy, only larger. The sun rises in the east and sets in the west. But when I was a boy, we didn't have the telegraph, and we didn't have the telephone, of course, nor the electric lights, nor any of these other things which have come up to bother us and help us. The good old days were pretty good, pretty good. Though two boys think that you are living in just the best time in the world's history. For straight. But it's no better than uh, our father's head, and I don't believe it's very much better than our grandson. Now, that guy was how old? 87 in 1929. Wow. He was born in the first half of the 1800s. So that would give us a better idea of what the founding fathers might have sounded like then, because nobody know, really knows what they sounded like. You're getting a little closer anyway. Um, sure. I, I like the speaking styles of both of those old-timey things better than today. You know, Maybe the, I will start adopting that sort of speaking. Huh? The sun's military. rising in the east. <laughs> the idea that George Washington was like, well, we hold these truths to be self-evident. <laughs> it strikes me as odd. <laughs> we need to oh, ambush the British at Yorktown. I mean, that, oh, man. It just doesn't tell you. You picture them in stentorian tones and this vaguely British accent. We hold these truths to be self-evident. 
You want that? Oh, is that way movies, but it's probably not what they sounded like. We the people, in order to form a more perfect, uh, what's the word? Union. You know, that's, <laughs> I don't know. It's just not the way I, I've always heard it in my head. Very strange. Anyway. Well, Jack, because you are negative and constantly predicting World War Three, mm-hmm. you concentrate on the nuclear war, right? Michael, I'm going to play some audio here. Can you flip a couple of switches there? Blah. I, on the other hand, Joe, am all about the positives that human beings have brought, the the the, 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 the achievements, the excellence. In short, blah 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 blah. Well, anyway, so it's, it's interesting because uh, building an atomic bomb is actually among the greatest achievements, maybe the greatest achievement of mankind. Period. In terms of preventing the loss of life. In terms of blowing stuff up, blow your friggin' mind, huh? <laughs> Well, no, it's prevented many, many bloody wars, or at least limited them. So far. But right. if it, if it so wipes far. out the human species at some point, I'd call it a yes, net loss. stats get updated. I'd call it, call it a net loss. Well, there you go, getting <laughs> negative again. I, Joe, as I was saying earlier, I'm all about achievement and mm-hmm. exploration. Uh, the day we did this uh, One More Thing podcast is the anniversary, the 51st anniversary of the launch of Apollo 11. First men on the moon. A uh, little countdown for you. 20 seconds and counting. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence starts. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Slowly it moves the first program. Neil Armstrong reporting the roll and pitch program, which puts Apollo 11 on a proper heading. All with the computing power of a digital watch. I think about uh, 30 seconds. Yeah, my phone is more advanced than what they flew to the moon. The moon. Oh on. yeah, many times. I think it would have been funny if you to replace that countdown with Dick Clark counting down. <laughs> Where he yeah, went, that would have been funny. Where he went, 10, 9, 8, 9. He started counting big up briefly. <laughs> right, then segue into Tony LaRusso doing the alphabet backward and then just had a big old time. What is your point, sir? I don't It's achievement. It's exploration. Oh, man, I, you know, I have such vague memories. I, I think I remember, because I was a very little child watching that on TV, because everybody in America was watching that on TV. In fact, most people around the world who had a damn TV. What else are you going to watch? You guys want to watch the uh, attempt, to, the first attempt to land on the moon or Milton Berle? Milton Berle! You know, said nobody at the time. Uh, but I, I would love to, just for the roller coaster uh, ride of it, be able to refeel the stress and the excitement of something like that. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, I got a taste of it when the Elon Musk uh, rocket, mm-hmm. the SpaceX rocket, blasted off the other day. First time from American soil in a long time. Uh, that was super exciting, but uh, it was so much more dangerous back in the day. Not that it's not dangerous now, but yeah. Amazing moments. So, uh, and to fit this in, because I haven't been able to get onto the show, uh, a weekend ago in Las Vegas, they had their biggest sportsbook loss ever in the history of Las Vegas. What caused it? An apparent manual entry error that allowed people to bet on Korean and Chinese baseball games that had already started. Huh. 
you're not supposed to be able to bet on a game once it's started. No, indeed. And no. Uh, they didn't catch on to that, and somehow uh, $250,000 in winnings went by before anybody caught on to it. I suppose you just look around and say, does anybody realize this game's already on? It's and already 5 nothing. I think um, I'm going to bet on the uh, yeah. the Dragons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Yokohama Whales. Take the over. That seems good. <laughs> yes, it's 5-4 to six, It's five to four already. Uh, oh, speaking of which, I, I heard uh, earlier that the sports books, the online sports books, are really suffering because there's no, you know, because there sports. ain't no sports? Is that, that what's yeah, holding them back? It's, it's hurt them, as it turns out. But guys have uh, figured out that the Russian uh, table tennis ping pong uh, league is still going and televises their games. So this is for degenerate gamblers who just need something to bet on. They had to find a sport somewhere. Well, you got a guy who throws 10, 20 bucks on a game. You would call him a degenerate. Who are well, you to judge? I know from reading Norm Mag- <laughs> If you're seeking out Russian yeah, table yeah. tennis... I know from reading Norm Macdonald's book, if you're a sports better, like you, you know, you're an addict, you just you got to find something to bet on yeah. the year round, all the time, every day, just anything. Well, I guess you is, need the, the the rush. This is caught on, and that was the uh, these online sports books. That's their number one bet right now is Russian table tennis. And this one guy was funny. He claims he just puts. Twenty bucks on a game now uh-huh. again, and 10, 20, <laughs> 20, 20, 000, whatever. No, but why don't you have any shoes, Jim? He said, "I just go with which guy's name I like better because I don't read Russian, and all the analysis of the games is in Russian." Apparently, he hasn't heard of Google Translate, I guess. But uh, so I'm thinking of checking me out a little Russian ping pong. Is that what gives sports betting its uh, its particular allure? Is that you can convince yourself to a certain extent it's true that you 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 know something. As opposed to games of chance. I can yeah. figure out and think my way through an advantage that the bookmakers didn't recognize. But here's the trick. They did recognize it. <laughs> yes, they did. And it was priced into the bet you made. And they're better than you at it. <laughs> I uh, I signed up. I was uh, hanging out with some buddies, uh, college buddies once. And we'd uh, we'd had a big night. And we were laying around Sunday watching football. And a couple of guys are clicking around. What are you doing? And they said, yeah, I, I got an account at this... Uh, sports book and i'm gonna put some bets on the next games and i'm like i am so in and so i opened up a little account and stuff like that and uh i won my first two games and naturally immediately decided i was some sort of sports betting genius (laughs) and this was the best thing that had ever happened to me i don't have to work anymore but i i obviously have a gift an unbelievable gift and this is how you lost your first house for picking winners well, the first house, first marriage. Uh, no, and then I saw, I thought this is the best thing ever. And then uh, next week I put down a, a handful of bets, lost every damn one of them. Hey, what the? And uh, <laughs> you know, My gift. My system. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I swear I, I thought I, I wonder if. And I uh, thought, okay, yeah, right. Turns out you're not a sports betting genius, are you, dum-dum? And so ended mostly my uh, my sports betting uh, hobby. My favorite ones, just in terms of for having some innocent low stakes fun, are win totals at the start of the season for the team that you enjoy rooting for. I I, I think those ones are are quite fun. I've enjoyed those over the years. But... I've done that twice, lost them both. Okay, uh, but your gift. I, I... What happened to it? What happened to my gift? <laughs> it faded. Like in a week. Um, I heard the it, it, uh, the point made by a sportscaster guy. You will follow your team more closely. You will care more. It'll, you'll just get more into sure. it if you have a chunk on their total wins for the season. Yeah. 
And it just it, it's it intensifies the experience. And, you know, obviously, you know, well, if you're so stupid listening, I have to tell this to you. You're too stupid to understand it. But, you know, bet an amount of money you are comfortable losing if that if you lose it, you'll just say, oh, well. If you're comfortable losing it, you're yeah, not really gambling. Exactly. You got to be uncomfortable <laughs> losing it to get to your little sweat going. Oh, all right. Whatever. I don't that, that. That's actually a Charles Barkley line where he, he was talking about, well, yeah, if, if you can afford to lose it, that's not that's not really gambling. You got to that's, that's why millionaires take play such high stakes. Right. You can't if you, if you have two commas in the bank account, you're not sitting down at the five dollar blackjack. Well, table. don't you don't you? Well, I don't know anything about betting because I don't I, I have no interest in betting. Just zero. For some reason, I just because you don't have the gift. I just don't have go the, on. I don't have the gambling gene for some reason. But um. Don't you have to bet enough that it would be exciting if you won, too? Because, hey, I got $5. Yay. That, that really helps. Unless you're... I've known some people who do. They can be amused by that. Okay. Winning an inconsequential amount of money. But no. I, no. I, if I if I win $20 betting on baseball, uh, I'll forget about it two days later. Hmm. Um. So, yeah, it has to be enough to be interesting. But I'm also a frugal Midwestern boy, and so... I'm not going to stick my neck out. There's a sweet spot. Everybody has their own. So Norm McDonald lost a hundred grand or something like that in one football game. Oh my god! He's lost everything he's had three times. He's yeah. lost his entire net worth three times gambling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah. As a very successful, you know, show business personality. Uh, but he said the 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 hit you get that for gambling addicts is when you place the bet. That's when you get the hit, I guess. It's not the winning. People think it's the winning. It's not. So the 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 real high, the it's shoving the buzz. your chips in. It's yeah. It's the in between the bet and the result mm. is what keeps gambling addicts. You going. living on the edge. I guess yeah. that's what he claims. Huh. Hmm. I like one of his standups where he's talking about yeah, you know, you know, bookies. If you if you owe money, they come and you can't pay. They break your legs. But you still owe him the money. <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> he would know. Yeah. Nickel slot machines, my game of choice. There you go. Well, I guess that's it. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.